Welcome everyone. Welcome back to the fourth quarter comeback. I am your host, Six Pack Pat O'Connor, and I am here with not Red Zone Rick. He's retired. He shamed himself away in Jets exile. God knows what he's doing. He's self-imposed. We'll find out. Maybe he'll show up later on this year. I doubt it. But here I am. I am with my good friend, longtime friend, loyal Patriot fan. He is Ray Holloway. Ray, how you doing today? Hey, how you doing, Pat? I appreciate you having me on the show a lot. I've listened to a few episodes, and it's pretty good content. Oh, thanks, guy. I know you're just being sarcastic to help me out, but I do appreciate it. (laughs) So, Ray, let's just dive right in. We had a pretty full week of things. Oh, wait, Ray, let me plug something. I've been out of business for so long, I forget these things. So... First off, if you're out there, make sure you subscribe to the show. Make sure you give us all the likes, the subscribes, the ats, all the good stuff. Um, also, make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Six Pack Pat with the number six. And you can follow the show at 4QC Show. And we can try to do a little better with our activity on Twitter. But, uh, you know, the more listens we get, the more we'll get out there. That's a promise. So, Ray, do you have anything that you care to plug? I don't think so, right? No, no, nothing I care to plug. Just I uh, want to send a little condolence to the 23-year-old who lost their life um, in that accident. Yes, obviously. Uh, the show, and uh, of course, me being six-pack Pat, I take the whole drinking thing to, you know, it's in the name. But we we obviously don't condone drunk driving. We don't condone all that kind of thing. So that's just going to get that out of the way that in no way we don't know if Henry Ruggs actually was drunk driving. Some people say that he was seen drinking. Uh, We don't know the toxicology reports and all that. So until we find out, we'll just hang, you know, the jury on that one and make sure that we don't know until we find out. So, we'll jump right into that, though, Ray. You brought it up. So, the Raiders. The Raiders are off to a very good start. They started 3-0. and Obviously, the Gruden stuff happened, and we're just going to gloss right over that right now. And then they came back strong. They came off of it. They were winning. They got two in a row. They were on top. They were on top of the AFC for about 20 minutes yesterday until the, or excuse me, Sunday until the Titans won. They were winning their bye week. Things couldn't be going better. The Titans won, but Derrick Henry, who we'll talk about later, Derrick Henry out for the injury. So Titans kind of on rocky ground. Then, of course, you know, everybody they needed to lose started losing. The Chiefs had a dismal, dismal showing against uh, New York last night. And then the Chargers lost to your New England Patriots. Very good showing there. Mac 10 doing very good so far. But then, unfortunately, things were going too well, and Henry Ruggs got into a bad car accident this morning. He was possibly inebriated. Uh, Like you said, unfortunately, a 23-year-old lady lost her life in that incident. Now he is going to be gone for a while. No matter what happens, Ray, he's going to be out, if not in jail, depending on what happens. Oh, 100%. If if he was driving recklessly and driving drunk, he deserves to go to jail. End of story. Um, now, yes, I mean, the alcohol obviously plays a key part in this, too, for the sentence, how long he's out, and if it was a mistake or an excusable mistake. That's the thing. If, if it becomes vehicular manslaughter, uh, you get a misdemeanor, 
he can end up just paying big fines and paying to community and have to deal with, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, you know, they consume for the money. So, um, I keep wanting to say civic, but it's not that. It's something else. It's so, Pat, the I... whole thing just blows my mind, right? I, I, you, as a Raider fan, you know, like, <laughs> I've been falling apart all day. I was riding too high. I knew I was riding too close to the sun. My wings of wax have melted completely. I've crashed back down to earth. I was looking today was the trade deadline. Not a lot happened. I was looking, are they going to fire sale and worry? Are they going to jump into Brandon Cooks? Are they going to try to get uh, Odell Beckham? I knew Adams was never going to happen, obviously. Uh, Maybe Allen Robinson. I don't know. I wasn't sure. But it would probably... Now, now let, let's talk hypothetically. How good could Allen Robinson be with Derek Carr in that offense? Oh, phenomenal. I mean, he should have been... He he is the idiot. I feel no sympathy whatsoever for Allen Robinson for what he's going through in Chicago. Because he decided to stick it out when he knew that he signed on for the money to stay in Chicago with Mitch Trubisky. So he knew what the fuck it was. <laughs> He knew what it was. He wanted to stay with Risky Trubisky. You deal with the consequences. I don't feel sorry for him at all that his career is being wasted right now. He should have come to somewhere like Vegas slash Oakland, whatever. You know, he should have come to the Raiders. He should have gone anywhere with a good quarterback, a good downfield quarterback, and take that number one wide receiver spot. But he didn't want to do it. He wanted to make well, sure that now, he got paid. Now on that, on that topic, you talk about a good quarterback. I'm not saying that you know I'm not a huge fan of anything that you like, Pat, but I do have to say I do believe Derek Carr is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL, and he has been for a long time. I just can't really understand why. The guy produces. I think he makes pretty good decisions. He hasn't always had the best rosters around him. Now he has a little bit of talent on the offense, and he's producing as a top-end quarterback. Well, that's a problem, right? It's It's always been... He his decision making is always there until that last minute when it's not. Uh, you look at the games <laughs> with like Dallas when he ran to the end zone. He ha- he couldn't just go out of bounds at the one and take a first down, four shots at the end zone. He had to extend the ball unsecured and fumble the ball through the end zone for that ridiculous touchback rule. And they end up getting the ball. They lose the game. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There are so many different scenarios where you can look at things like that happening, and unfortunately, it's just happened over time. Now, I am not shitting on Derek Carr. I love Derek Carr. I am with you as far as being with me on this because Carr is just a damn good player, and we're really seeing what he can be this year. This year is finally, this is Derek Carr. This is the fully realized, almost matured version of Derek Carr. Because he was growing up, he's had shitty systems all over the place. He's had so many different coordinators, coaches, receiving cores, running back. He's been through more than most players ever could possibly dream of. And now you see, after he got Gruden, the 2016 season, it was good. He was stepping up. He he was briefly mentioned in the MVP race. Then, of course, he went down. Is that the season where he got injured? That's where he went down with the Colts and fractured his ankle, and that was it. So they made it to the playoffs that year, but he didn't get the show off. So, unfortunately... Yeah, then they get knocked out by, who, the Texans, if I'm not the mistaken? The Texans, yes. Which actually was kind of poetic justice because uh, we beat the Texans earlier in the year in Mexico. 
and there was the whole red dot scandal with the fans shining red dots supposedly in the quarterback's eye. It was a whole fucking thing. So, I mean, you had Connor Cook leading the fucking team. So, what did you expect to happen? I didn't expect much for that playoff. Not much, Pat. Not very much. <laughs> so, God, we just had to move up and steal Connor Cook from fucking Jerry Jones and give them Dak Prescott. Just, just had to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Derek Carr's firing on all cylinders. He looks fucking great. He is up there in the MVP race. I don't care what anybody damn, says. He's a damn good quarterback and extremely underrated. Well, like one of the best deep ball throwers out there, although I don't know how much he's going to need that now because without rugs to stretch the field, he's got his more reliable guys as far now, as Renfro. Now, and... okay, so you, you being a, a Waller owner yourself, now what kind of impact is this going to have on – on Waller's fantasy, you know what? What is that going to do to him as a player? Well, here's here. Well, here's an important question: Will Deshaun Jackson be a Raider by Thursday? That, oh, that is, is an is important question. Just that could fill a big void in your offense. Raider fan growing up, it's been a thing. It's been a thing for a decade now. Raider fans that knew that Deshaun Jackson was a Cali-bound Raider fan growing up. Uh, they always connected those dots, and it's never happened. Now, he's an aging veteran on his way out of the league. He's lost his step. He'd still be the fastest guy in our offense. So, uh, I'm sure his phone's ringing, and it's got a Las Vegas area code, but um, we'll see. (laughs) I don't know about that, but if he can stretch the field, then I think we're going to be okay and kind of work in the same way. But I was running off the weapons earlier. I mean, you have Waller. You have the most underrated tight end in the league in Foster Moreau. That guy, I hope he doesn't realize that he can go start somewhere else and play really, really high-caliber football because I'd hate to lose him. You got Hunter Renfro out there, who's one of, if not my favorite player in the league right now. I mean, between just... Uh, the first play in the Ravens game to just popping that fake punt Renfro, and third in Renfro, uh, he's just the man. Uh, Brian Edwards, still underrated, still a work in progress. Zay Jones is a solid receiver. Pretty funny timing that Willie Sneed asked to be uh, released. Pretty funny timing on that, that he wasn't getting playing time, asked to be released, they send him out, and then this happens. So... As far as answering your question, I think Waller, uh, I think they saw what can what happens when you dial into Waller too much. When you give Waller 20 fucking, well, 19 targets, like in that first Ravens game, uh, you see what happens. The first half was dismal, you know, they key in on that one player and you're not spreading the ball around. The strength of the Raiders and the strength of Derek Carr is is in spreading the ball around. It's not selfish football. It's about moving the ball. You just give it to whoever can get the play because they are next man up. They are always looking to make the play. That's what I love about the offense right now. It's Derek Carr steering the ship. So, yeah, Waller, he's a fucking monster. He's the baller. He can do no wrong. He is the number one target in the offense. Already was. Rugs being out doesn't change that. Waller was already the number one guy, so. No, that's that. That was not the point I was making. I was at like without him taking it over the top, right? You have Rugs stretching out the defense. Is that going to put even more attention than Waller already has? Is that going to take away some of the cushions he gets from the speed of Rugs? 
I don't think it will because they're already doubling Waller before that and him stretching the field. I get what you're saying, but generally they weren't, they were just kind of single covering half the time anyway with rugs. They were just playing cushion. They were playing deep cushion off of them and just backing up. Most of the time the safeties are coming up going after Waller anyway or covering the run game. So I would have to say it's not going to have that much of an impact as far as people crashing in and going after Waller more. Waller can stress the field pretty well himself. And like I said, they're going to scheme around that anyway. And even if you end up changing it where, okay, that next level is down. Well, I like Drake. Real, I like Drake a lot, and clearly they do too. Now that Gruden's gone, I mean, Drake's getting his number called a lot. So those underneath routes... I I like a lot of what's happening. They're making a lot of plays. I get it. You're not taking the top off of the offense or the defense, really. So it's going to be tough. I, I they really I'm I'm really curious, Ray, to see can they bring in uh, Jackson and just have him sprint, just pay him to sprint down the field. You don't really have to throw him the ball. Just sprint down the field every play. That's all we need from you. That's what he's best at. Fuck, go sign uh, fucking Usain Bolt. Get Usain Bolt. Cool. Say, Bolt, we I, don't I, expect I you to catch Jackson anything. Every day on a football field over Usain Bolt. Listen, I, it's not about catching the ball. It's about stretching the field. And there's nobody better than Usain Bolt just running down. So, but agreed, obviously. If we're being serious, then yes. <laughs> so, we'll see what happens with that. But, I mean, I'm still riding high with this team. This team is built to just overcome adversity at every corner. And this is sadly, and unfortunately yet another speed bump. Uh, nope. Not going to go with that analogy. Not going to go with that one. This is uh, just, this is just another unfortunate scenario. So we'll move on from there. Um, let's jump into this one real quick. It's, it's not too long of a one, but I guess Ray, the Vikings, the Vikings are meh, right? I mean, all our lives. I mean, the Vikings, they've been to four Super Bowls. They've never won anything. I mean, seeing how this team is constructed with Kirk Cousins, they always have some good receivers. They generally have a solid defense. Mike Zimmer's a pretty solid coach, right? Are the Vikings ever going to go anywhere? And if if not, shouldn't the Vikings just blow it all up at some point? And really, isn't the quarterback position really the biggest issue of everything? Because they've Kirk had Cousins everything is, over the time. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is by far the biggest issue of it. I, I believe he's only, I mean, maybe a razor-thin hair above where you called Andy Dalton with those Bengals teams for so many years. You have that line, and here you have average, right? Anything above Kirk Cousins, that's a quality start in the NFL. Anything below it, you don't want him on your team. And in the NFL, the way it's constructed, you are never going to win anything big. Or you're never going to fully contend with a quarterback at that level. I agree. Uh, how deep are you going? I mean, they haven't gone so far over the years to – they haven't really gone out. First off, let's agree on, I think, that the Vikings have become a defensive team. 
over the years, I would say, and really they always kind of were with purple people, so, leaders, so, so all that kind of stuff. You, you, you have Zimmer, one of the best. I love Zimmer. I think he's a great coach. Let's get that started and put on the record. Fair enough. How I, I like them. Yeah. How do you let a backup quarterback come in and take you down? That is unacceptable from somebody who should be absolutely blowing that kid's mind with his concepts, with his blitzes. He should be confusing that kid, and he's going to let him come down and win the game. I, I do you think that's just so purely scheming, this, though, or do you think that's not having the pieces to put together those schemes? Now, okay, but so so where are you putting these assets? Now, okay, you have you have two good receivers, two very very good receivers. All right, now where are your other pieces? What what are your big time key blocks over there? I mean that defense is kind of getting up there. I mean they just lost uh, Hunter, so that's out the window. Yes, yeah, so I say you okay. You take him away, right? <laughs> yeah. Now now what 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 are your building blocks? You're gonna blow it I up. Mean, what are your cook. four pieces going forward? <laughs> you know, well, how much of a reset button do you have to hit to actually put yourself over mediocrity? Well. I think the main thing you have to do, Ray, is the same thing that every team anywhere ever does or will do. You are absolutely going all in, putting all your eggs in one basket, and you're going after a franchise quarterback. Plain and simple. I don't think they can do it this year, but explain to me why not once were the Vikings... Did you ever hear one time that the Vikings were involved in the Deshaun Watson talks or the Russell Wilson talks, or, I mean, it would never happen, so I'm not going to include the Aaron Rodgers talks. Huh. Yeah, no, that that is not a possibility in this world. That's, uh, oh, <laughs> wouldn't that be something if Rodgers ended up uh, following well, Brett Favre's footsteps Favre even more so? You know, he goes to a team and yeah, then ends he, up on the he'd Vikings. Have a, he'd have to become a free agent for that to happen and just right. want to absolutely piss all over them for the next four years. But am I wrong? I never once heard the Vikings involved in any kind of big quarterback talk. Uh, not to my knowledge, nor nor have and I that, that, or at least if they, if they were involved, I, I don't believe I ever heard it on the record or that they were a major player. It blows my fucking mind because Kirk Cousins is pure mediocrity. I can't understand it. He's a solid enough quarterback, but and he. He does just enough. He has those big enough performances. And really, a lot of it stems from, you know, Justin Jefferson really balling out. And Adam Thielen, and before that, Stephon Diggs. But, Pat, you you also have this thing where you see so many, I don't know, let's say, uh, let's talk about this with Zach Wilson, right? Now, he comes back. Let's say this kid who just came in last week and cleaned the Bengals out, right? right? He just balls out again. He puts another 400 up. He blows out the Colts, okay? Now, are you going to start him or not? Because oh, we just used the second-round draft pick on this kid. We have to start him. We are no, attached the number, to him. No, let's say, let's yeah. be very clear. The number two draft, not a second round. The number two I, I apologize. Anyways, so <laughs> now is that the situation that Zimmer and the, and the general manager out there are stuck in where they can't even try to pull the trigger because they have spent so much money and capital into Kirk Cousins that they cannot admit the mistake without well, I don't them think losing so. their I, jobs as well. I understand your point, and I mean they spent one on them, eighty something guaranteed uh, million uh, 
biggest guarantee ever for a quarterback at the time. What was that though? Was that three years ago? And well, what was yeah, it, a I mean, four-year every, deal? Every time, every time a quarterback signs a contract, it, it breaks the and record. And I mean, so. that and and that whole thing looks like shit now. I mean, once Mahomes signed, it, no other contract looks like anything at this point. So I don't think how much money you dumped into Cousins, especially, I mean, you're, what, three years in at least of the deal? Fuck that. I'm winning. I don't care. I am about... See, this is the problem with Gruden and uh, McKenzie and all the stuff with, with the Raiders over the years. And I see this with every team. Nobody wants to admit their mistakes. Nobody wants to just cut bait and move along. The NFL uh, actually, I, is the I, biggest... I one, oh, okay, here we go. Right Fox, here bro, we go. Yeah, he makes it. enough mistakes. Yeah, I get it. He, he <laughs> botches enough second-rounders and everything. I, I, you're right. He has to. Sure. Okay. One angry, sleeveless curmudgeon in <laughs> eastern Massachusetts. You're right. But other than that, they just generally do not cut bait. So it's tough to see. But I got to say, you have to find an all-star franchise quarterback that you see coming out of college. And I get it. Not everybody's willing to deal. But sometimes there are teams that are not quarterback needy nearly as much. And you can jump out. When you see all the things that happen in this offseason, when Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson, assuming that happens, all this stuff happens in the offseason, and then all those other quarterbacks become available, will the Vikings end up being in on that race, or are they just going to sit in complacency and figure, eh, we might get to the wild card, and, you know, we'll probably get eliminated there. They're stuck in mediocrity. So we'll settle this on a very simple yes or no. If you are the Vikings, the trade deadline's passed now, but after this season, if you're the Vikings, are you blowing it up? Are you going to just go all in to do something drastic to change it? What say you? You can say blow it up completely. You can say... Go all in and find a quarterback. I, I, believe, I believe they should blow it up, but I do not think they will. They will absolutely not blow that thing up. Kirk Cousins will give you a few games. I say you just... don't have to blow it up. I say blow it up to me signifies you're sending out a lot of assets. I'm saying you are trading multiple draft a trade out three draft number ones, three number two, whatever well, the hell okay, you well, need. If you have that, yes, that could work. If you're willing to give up the capital to the future. Gotcha, then yes, they could have a chance. If you put Aaron Rodgers on that team, which it won't happen, or you put Russell Wilson on that team, yes, it's a Super Bowl contender, but any team that has those kind of quarterbacks on it is a Super Bowl contender every year. I don't think it's anything to do with the current roster. Those are just guys that you can't find. That just doesn't happen. You don't every day get Russell Wilson falling in your lap, bringing a Sure you do, but, but these guys team. go and get these guys, Ray. This shit doesn't just happen. This, I mean... <laughs> Like, most of these teams that go up and get these early quarterbacks trade up, and or they have to go up and go get these guys, or they have to make the moves, or guys like Wilson and Rodgers okay. fell a bit, and so they now, got picked through. That's not so working now, in Minnesota. What, so, I, I I don't on the top of my hand. I, I can pull it up very quickly if you don't have this answer either. What is what is uh, Cousins' contract left? What is on that? I don't have that answer. I think it's one more year. But uh, you know, I couldn't I, say I couldn't say money wise like what the dead cap or what they'd have to do. 
All right. Well, I had just pulled it up, and he does have a year left. And how much would it cost to bail on that? What do we have for dead caps? I guaranteed a signing, 31, and we're going to roll over here. Dead cap in 2022 is $45 million. So he, yeah, you're, you're married to it. There's so Kirk Cousins has job security for another year. Yeah, I mean, you're talking $45 million in dead cash. That that was like Aaron Rodgers this year. I mean, why, first, why would you trade Aaron Rodgers? No, okay, trading here's, here's my him, argument. It was almost improbable due to the dead cash. Here's my, here's my argument with that, though. And this is going to be, and it falls into the same thing. Listen, though, the I, I don't have the answer. Uh, I'm not as dialed into the college football season. Uh, there are a couple of good quarterbacks that I saw. I don't know if any are real huge franchise names. So I'd have to look more into that. But we know rookies are not going to get paid nearly as much. So I understand the dead cap issue. But when you balance it out versus this guy, you know, is coming in. He's your new franchise quarterback, but we're, we're barely paying him for four years, five years. Well, four years and then the fifth contract's a little bigger. You could theoretically do that. When you consider the median, when you consider that you balance oh, it out oh, and yeah, you're paying you them could, less, but, you could what, do how that. Much and you could just keep Cousins on. You're not going to trade Cousins. You could just keep Cousins and keep it on. So, <laughs> keep so them on Pat, staff Pat, and just pick if, the new if, kid. If you, if you go trade two or three first-round draft picks to move up to two or three in the draft, right, what does that do for you next year with the same Kirk Cousins on your team and now in the future you have no draft picks? What does that even do for your team? Is, is, I don't think there were the 49ers – where you looked at this roster and you go, hey, for three more years, we can afford this. We can get rid of the draft pick. We have enough talent already in-house where with this rookie contract, we can give away these draft picks. I do not believe that the Vikings are a good enough roster. It's about getting the quarterback. It's about getting it. This is a quarterback league, and you know it. It is an absolutely quarterback league. And you think of rookies? I don't believe many rookies are coming and playing better than Kirk Cousins at the rip. So it doesn't do anything for you, what, for a few years? You don't think there are many quarterbacks coming in? Oh, I disagree. How many quarterbacks in this quarterback class? In this quarterback class. They're going to play as well as him right now. In this quarterback class, right now, the the, the year they're playing, right now, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't talking about this. I know I understand. I understand, but this is the point I'm making. Of all the quarterbacks that are starting right now, that are playing right now, how many would you take? How many would you take to start over Kirk Cousins on your football team? Right out, out of this draft class? Yep. Would you rather have on the Patriots well, well, right know, now you know Mac biased, Jones or Kirk you know, Cousins? You know I'm biased, but it's unbiased. Mac Jones so far has played the best, and he probably was put in a better situation than many of the other guys. Okay. He has so, by far played the best. So you would take Mac Jones right now over oh, Kirk Oh, I, I, would, I would never take him for the Vikings because that, that's the future. Believe it. See it, Pat. Mark it down. Mac Jones will be the future of this league well, soon. Okay, well, that's malarkey. <laughs> but besides the point... No, the point is this. You're saying that a a rookie quarterback, what's that do for the Vikings? The whole point is that the Vikings are trading for their future and to some point for their now because they've always been stuck. They've always wallowed in mediocrity. So they're kind of stuck. They need to go out and get something and make the big move. The big move is getting your franchise quarterback. 
Now, you need to be ready to deal with that. So even if they're not the top-notch player this year, going forward, that's their guy. They're setting up for the future with that. So my point is this. You're saying, well, that rookie quarterback, how is he going to do better than Kirk Cousins? How many of the rookie current rookie quarterback class would you take on your team over Kirk Cousins? And you've and already said Trevor, Mac Trevor Jones. Lawrence, Mac Jones. That's it. But but who's to say they're going to play better than him in those offenses? Because right now when Mac Jones is Trevor playing, Lawrence, terrible. Mac Jones. You wouldn't take Trey Lance? I know we haven't seen a lot of them. That's not what we're going off of. No, we're going no, off I, in general. Tonight, no, I would not. Okay, you wouldn't take Trey Lance. Okay, what about, um, uh, you know, Chicago? Justin Fields. I would consider Justin Fields. I would I would say I would probably want to at least see. See what they have. Um, Let's see. Who the, Zach Wilson. I, I think I broke up. I apologize. Uh, you've, you've muted a few times here, but I'm just covering it like a professional, Ray. Don't worry about it. So if it seems like I'm talking over you, it's because you're muted. So, (laughs) uh, Zach Wilson, we know that's a sloppy situation, so I'm not going to go with that. But if you give me Mike White, I'll take him. (laughs) And, uh, is there anyone I'm forgetting? Big name quarterback. I'm sure there's one, but we'll go with that. Let's just say at least two. At least two of the quarterbacks in yeah. this current rookie class. The number one, and what was the number 15? So he wasn't even the first one taken. So it's a wide range of possibilities. And you go out, you get a franchise quarterback that is going to currently play as well as Kirk Cousins. And in the long run, significantly better. And that is how you get out of the purple fucking misery that is being a Minnesota Viking. Because right now, they just coast. We're back from a little bit of a break. Ray is a new papa, so uh, we're just dealing with uh, a very uh, unhappy Layla at the moment right now, <laughs> perhaps. But, uh, you know. No, no, no. She, she's good. Uh, you know, my mom, mom was taking care of her, so we're going to have this good time over here. So big shout out to Jen for being such a great mom and allowing me to do this tonight. There you go. Thank you, Jen. Thank you all. So, all right. Minnesota is down. Uh, let's jump over to the rest of the NFC while we're over there. What the hell? Um, all right, let's do it. I mean, so, I, I could talk to you all night. Let's get it. <laughs> Unless it's 3 in the morning. Ray told me you have a five-hour limit, five hour time limit. So, strap in, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just go with, all right, the Cowboys and the Packers. They're on strong right now, man. They have put it together, and the Cowboys and the Packers look phenomenal. Meanwhile, the Bucks kind of floundering. They got their retirement home thing going on. You know, they're up early to wake. You know, they started the season really well, but now it's fading off a little bit. The luster's not there. Now, knowing Brady and all these fucking veterans, they'll end up coming back better than ever once the playoffs start. They'll squeeze into a, you know, a, a lower divisional win or something like that or a wild card. But they'll be fucking top-notch, and they'll end up running the Super Bowl watch. But uh, the Bucks, they're one of the best teams in the NFC, if not the NFL. But they're kind of floundering right now a little bit, I think, in my eyes. Uh, you got the Saints kind of coming up. You got the Cardinals, who have looked top-notch. You know they were that they were my uh, 
NFC pick. I told you that earlier in the year. And they were went started off 7-0, and but the Packers took them down. So, Ray, what do you think? How's the NFC picture look right now? It's a really tough battle. Oh, the NFC is absolutely stacked. But I, I just think, like you said earlier, it is a quarterback league. And maybe maybe I might be backtracking in my earlier statements. You might be right about that. But you got to take the Aaron Rodgers. You take Tom Brady. And I do really believe that Dak Prescott is putting himself into that ground. Uh, he has complete control of that offense. If you watch him, how, how do you defend it? They have those great receivers. Their line's still playing well. If they can stay healthy or be healthy is a big question. But I I really, with all my being, hate to say, I think the Cowboys and Dak Prescott might be the team to beat in the NFC. <laughs> I'm always going to stick with the Packers no matter what. And my brother and my nephew are laughing at me right now because they always say, you know, if I had a second team, it'd be the Packers and blah, blah, blah. And I suppose that's kind of true. I've always enjoyed the Packers. I love well, what, the history what is, of them. What, I'm a Brett Favre guy. Them? What, what draws you to them? I don't know. I've just always kind of enjoyed the pay. I was a big Brett Favre fan. So, you know, yeah, that's a, well, it's a Brett Favre through the years. And then, I mean, Rogers came up and I really liked Rogers. He's, he's got a good style about himself. He's one of the better quarterbacks I've ever seen play. They're just, they're a good team. They always seem to have it together one way or the other, even when they don't, they kind of do. So, yeah, it's uh, almost like the Steelers in that sense. That is very consistent. A little bit, but fuck the Steelers. <laughs> you know, it's it's, a, it's a, being a Raider fan too, you know. Where the, there's either the edgy kind of thing or there's the uh, working class of it all. And I feel like the Raiders have kind of always had that. I mean, moving to Vegas slightly changed that a little bit. It's more of a flashy yeah, edge. That, 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 might, that might have gone, buddy. I think well, you guys are very flashy now. By the flashiest. Well, fine <laughs> it's well no well, but 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 the being working is, no, class you, hasn't you guys, worked with us for a few decades guys, we you gotta guys do what we probably gotta do. have the most intense fan base in the nfl probably oh, know, here we go. definitely what dude what do you mean here we go you know when i brought it up i'm agreeing with you but just putting a caveat <laughs> on it so yeah listen the cowboys you know there's another thing you know my nephew and my brother and all the rest of my family you know they're all cowboy fans i'm always familiar with the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys. And if Dak is healthy, if that defense, here's the thing. It's always, you pick against Dallas, you pick Dallas. Dallas was my Super Bowl pick a few years ago and they sucked. They were terrible. You know, it just all fell apart. And a lot of that was because of the defense. And then you assume they haven't done enough to put the defense back together. But then the defense comes back. And this is like every other year, the defense comes back and they start playing fucking lights out ball. You got guys like Diggs, Randy Gregory is fucking lighting it up. They haven't even had Tank Lawrence. Their well, linebacking I, cores so all I, over I the place. Randy, I watched Randy Gregory take Nate Solder and just use him like a rag doll all afternoon, right? And it's they play the Giants. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I am literally. So I mean, where where did he come out of like this? So then the next week they're playing the Patriots. I'm literally telling my father next to me. Oh, Dad, Randy Gregory literally took this Nate Solder with one hand. He was just throwing out like a ragdoll. The next play, he almost kills Mac Jones. He could be a huge difference maker, especially with Lawrence out for that defense going on. They have a real chance. He, uh, he always had potential coming out in the draft, and then he always had too many problems. He was It looked like he was going to be the defensive Josh Gordon, you know? 
And it turned out that he's broken through. He's finally living up to his potential and exceeding it, actually, I'd say. So oh, you got guys like Gregory he, Diggs. He is dominating football games. Diggs is either giving up touchdowns or getting interceptions. There's no in-between, but Diggs is a monster. He's going to be an absolutely elite defensive back in the league, 100%. I love Diggs. Uh, you know, Micah Parsons making a hell of a difference there as a rookie. It's They got rid of Jalen Samuel early in the year, and it was kind of an addition by subtraction kind of move. And Jalen Samuel. Hmm? Sorry, sorry. I, I know Smith. Meant, no, you're right. Jaylen no, Smith. correct me every time. I, I corrected me. you. You correct me. Don't worry about that. I knew. I know Samuel. Fucking running backs on the mind here. I'm trying to think of who to pick up on the waiver wires tonight. <laughs> Not that that would be an option, but uh, yeah. So Dallas started. Dallas lost that close game against Buff, uh, Buffalo uh, against Tampa Bay. That first yeah. week, the season opener, I, that, you know, if, that I, if I'm not mistaken, the Cowboys are the only team in the NFL to clean cover every spread this year. I believe you're right. Which we, I, I, we I, I'm know. very positive, I'm right? Because as as of last week, when they played the Patriots, they had been the only team that week, and they they covered <laughs> that uh, four point spread that week as well. They covered their their plus four, as it ended up being once Dak was out last week by winning so uh yeah i mean they yeah. right now playing is one of the best teams and they are actually the best bet by far in the nfl so far this season and that's what really matters so <laughs> <laughs> and then the packers the same way both teams lost their first week they haven't fucking looked back to it they've they're undefeated the rest of the way six and oh seven and all packers and the cowboys are the class of the fucking nfc right now I generally would say this almost every year, so we'll see how it goes. I would say that the Cardinals and the Bucks will definitely have something to say about it. I don't have any other contenders coming out of now, the NFC, right, so that, really. Yeah, I, I, th- I think everybody has a very clear idea of what the contenders are. Now, who is the Cinderella? Who's the surprise story? Who's someone that we can look at, let's say, eight weeks from now, right? And we're like, wow, that team has a real shot. They're going to turn it on in this back half. In the NFC. Um, in the NFC. Just the NFC. Okay. So just to be clear, we absolutely would not consider the Rams and the Saints in that. Well, the Rams are, go without question. But the Saints, we would not include the Saints I, in this. I, I, think, I think the Saints that you probably could. They have a great, great roster. And if you could find... put the Saints in this, then I would I would say it's the Saints. Yes. I mean, but but how, how about for the fun of this? For the fun of this, let, let's eliminate them and go a little All bit right. deeper. Someone that's a little lower the board uh hmm. man i would have to probably say even though they're still in everybody the front of their minds i'd have to go with the 49ers i mean that is actually very likely if if they can turn it on i think they can play with anybody that's the 49ers that defense is capable of so much they're just i don't know they're not they're playing kind of eh, football right now, and I just I need to see more. Maybe it's just the after effects of Salah going to New York, but that defense is capable of a lot more. And then that offense, I got to see Kittle really start shining through. He wants to be considered the top three tight end in this well, league. See, Buddy, now, you got now, competition. <laughs> one, of, one of my closest buddies, diehard 49ers fan, true, bleeds red and gold. 
Now, this is the thing that I told him. A couple years ago, I th- I told him, I go, I think he's going to be the next Gronk. That was the year before his breakout year. You watched him versus the Philadelphia Eagles. He had his coming out party national television. Like, wow, that guy can block. I thought he was the next Gronk. Now, the problem is, is he actually the next Gronk? Does he play the game at such a level, with such an intensity, that your body just can't withstand it? You have this guy, you're blocking every play. You give it your all. You see him dragging five guys versus the Saints down the field. Is that just a recipe for disaster to your body for your career? And is he going to have the same injury-played career like Gronk did? Or does, should I say? Does is more like it. I don't think he's going to have the Gronk career. That's the unfortunate part. I think you're you're right in the fact that he started going so hard for point A that he ended up reaching point B way too quickly without enjoying all the spoils and the riches of point A. He didn't get the Super Bowls. He didn't get all the big, you know, I don't know what he got paid, but contracts and all this other kind of shit. You know, he didn't make that big Gronk run, although it took Gronk a little bit. But I just, he doesn't have it. And yeah, I think he's going to become kind of like Gronk, a big bucket of bolts that's just kind of running down the field and he can fall apart at any time. I think he's going to look at himself in a few years, give or take, and he's going to say, Time to go be a pro wrestler. So <laughs> I yeah, think probably, that yeah, is uh, his course of action. I like but Kittle, it's, but... It's just, it's just a shame because you saw... I mean, I think Gronk might end up getting the longevity on him, which is saying a lot with all the injuries that he had. But, I mean, it's an absolute respect. I mean, if I was a 49 I'm a football fan. And you watch that guy, the way that he plays the game, he does it the right way. But when you play it the way he does, I just don't think it's sustainable. No, 100% not, which is unfortunate because I love it. I love the Smash Mouth style. I love everything that they do. But oh, I mean, if you love football and you don't like George Kittle, yeah, I don't yeah know. you're but a liar. It doesn't make much sense. <laughs> the uh, Or you're, what, like just an NFC West hater fan. So, uh, yeah. The 49ers would be my guys. Now, I don't know. They got to figure out the quarterback scenario. Was Garoppolo really the guy to lead them? What happens with Lance? It's it's going to be tough. Uh, Debo is my guy. I've got Debo across the board in most oh, fantasy De- leagues. Debo is incredible. He, he's just fucking nasty. He's got it all. So he's now, definitely now, got to look could, out I for. I could not believe that he got hawked down. That I thought he was gone. That screen. Yeah, yeah. He he was he just ran out of gas there at the end. I guess he was running. I'm like, no, Debo, you're losing steam. You're losing steam. He, he dove for the end zone, but just short, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was a rare one. But I like Debo. I like the Niners. If I had to choose someone that I would take from the three wins or less pool to be kind of that dark horse to come up through, I would have to say them because I just don't see it. for The Falcons are too wishy-washy. I think they're going to be like a 500 kind of team. And the Vikings, we've already covered the Vikings. They, Yeah, the Vikings could make a wild card team, but who gives a shit? The, the Vikings can make it, and they'll lose in the wild card round anyways. Exactly. That's just a free pass. That's going to be the beginning of the Bucks, you know, bullshit late season oh, run. Yeah, the beginning of the Bucks <laughs> run, yeah. The little warm-up game. Fucking hell. So, all right, so real quick, we'll go a little kind of halfway through the season. Who's coming out of the NFC? Just a quick, this won't be a real half-season predictions, but just burf ha-has. Who's winning the NFC? All right, I mean, so we have have our clear cuts, right? We have Green Bay, the Cardinals, the Rams, 
the Packers, right? Did I already say the Packers? Yeah. Um, so you have those four. I, I believe I believe the Saints. Depending on this quarterback play, we're going to find out a lot about Sean Payton as well. Is Drew Brees more of a system quarterback than everyone thought? I think a guy's incredible. But, yeah, I come in and you have these guys winning versus the Bucks. Maybe. What do you think of uh, the Saints, uh, all this Phillip Rivers bullshit? You think there's a – no, supposedly the Bucks have – the, the Bucks, the Saints – have not actually reached out at all. You know, it's just Philip Rivers throwing his name into a hat that doesn't exist. I I think he's going to put down the clipboard and go back. No, I'm just kidding. I I can't see it happening. I I don't, I don't, I do have a guy come in the middle of the season or do you have people that you've groomed? But who are you rolling with? Are you going with Taysom Hill or are you going with Trevor Simeon? No, I don't know. I, it depends the way Ian book looked earlier this year. Do you think that's a possibility as well? Could, could they put the trigger on him? I just don't think Taysom Hill can win you games, big games in the playoffs as a quarterback. I think he's an incredible gadget player. I think he brings a lot of diversity to an offense. He's not the guy who can sit back there 40 times when he has to thread the ball and everyone knows it's going to happen. Fair, fair. So all this is a roundabout way saying that you're taking the Saints to win the NFC? I believe so. I think the Saints will be in there. I think they'll be in there at the wild card for sure because the Bucks are going to take the division. Well, no, yeah, I'm, I'm saying the whole thing. I'm saying the NFC champion uh, will right, so, be. So, 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 oh, the NFC champions? Yeah. Oh, I thought you asked for who was going to be in the playoffs. No. I mean, well, sure, I, go I, for I, it. Say whatever. Say your I, piece. No, no. <laughs> I apologize. As I, I, I was just really diving on the question that wasn't even asked. So, anyways, all right. So, I'm going to put it out there. I'm sticking with it. Brady's going right back. Oh, boy. Would you I give me the field is. if I gave you good odds? Say that again? Would you give me the field if I gave you good odds? So, I get the Where Packers, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Rams, and the Saints. And you get the Bucks. But I'll give you a... Uh, uh, we could talk that one off later. Three to one. Maybe. Yeah. No, I'm 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 thinking the field's always the right the right call generally. Sometimes. All right. So, all right. Let's get out of the NFC now. And uh, all right. Let's just hit the Titans real quick here. Titans. They just got into first place. Jumped ahead of my beloved Las Vegas Raiders, but uh, they lost Derrick Henry in the process. So, did they really win? Um. What's going on with the Titans? Do you think the Titans... Are the Titans going to make the playoffs? Which seems kind of like a certainty because they're up. They've got so many wins, but... If I'm not mistaken, they're three three games up in the standings in their division, right? I believe so, yeah. Okay, so... Yes, I I don't see there's any way they can't make the playoffs. Did the triple chances just burn? Absolutely. Is Derrick Henry the most valuable non-quarterback to a team in the NFL? Nobody's close. He's right up there. <laughs> he's he's he, he's okay, tied t- for first, t- I guess. Take away quarterbacks, okay? What players in the NFL have more of an impact to your plus-minus wins on a season than Derrick Henry does to the Titans? It's a tough question because it's probably it's him. Probably and, it, him. and anyone else you can argue, I'm sure, but you can't argue that he is very could easily be that choice. Yeah, no, you're you're I okay. Have to so, say you're so right. and now and now, what does that do to that team? Okay, your foundation is off Derrick Henry being a tough 
ground and pound team, right? And that that's opens obviously up. arguing with McCaffrey and the Panthers, but you know that's besides. But that, that team's just not good enough overall. Same so, well, yes. I mean they're close enough. They're generally close to what the Titans are right now. I agree with you. The Titans are a lot better though. Uh, he he can't seem to stay healthy lately, so that's. Lately, fucking two and a half seasons now. (laughs) To answer your question, no, the Titans are no longer Super Bowl contenders. Fantasy option wise, because I agree. Because I mean, AJ Brown, he's been dealing with some injuries. He's off and on. He's playing well in a couple of games. He's just disappearing for a few others. And Julio has been wholly irrelevant. He's just been hurt pretty much most of the time. He's been in Tennessee, so. That was kind of a lackluster trade so far for them. Maybe he'll show up later on when they really need him. They need him back badly now. Yeah, now is terrible. And uh, as I was talking to my brother a lot, you know, Tannehill just isn't that guy. He's not the guy to to win the Super Bowl for you. He's not the guy to lead you to the Super Bowl. He's the guy that's good enough at quarterback because he's got good receivers and he has Derrick Henry. And you know what? I'm going to actually really feed into your point here and give you good credit for that because my response to him, say my brother, saying that, uh, oh, well, he's not that guy. Tannehill's not the guy. And I said, well, he's not that guy because on that offense, Derrick Henry is that guy. He is that star quarterback. So I concede the point to Holy because I actually made a similar point the other day. Yes, and think about this too. Now I was having I was having a discussion with a guy and I was like, so on what other team could you make the argument that losing their star quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, would be less of a blow than losing their star running back? Right? So what you have you have McCaffrey, maybe Kamara, and Derrick Henry. Right? That I think maybe can you think of anyone else who really is that fundamental at the running back of the team success? No, because we've seen we we've had the example with Zeke and Dak. So that goes yes, out the and, window completely. That's an yes, even debate. And, then, and, then and now we have, see it with, you know, and then, the Saints. Yeah, but, but you have Chubb. You have, uh, you have Chubb injured. Oh, man, why well, can't think of the Kansas State Chiefs old running back's name? Stomping out people. Which one? Edward Tolaire? <laughs> no, no, no. He, he went to the Browns. Like, oh, my, I can't think Oh, Kareem Hunt. Yes, you have Kareem Hunt, right? And then they have Dearness Johnson come in, seamlessly taking over the load, right? Right. So I just think well, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry there, could... Though. Probably made the argument as maybe the only running back in the NFL who is more valuable to their team success than having their star quarterback. I, I think about them. I might rather have Tannehill go down than Derrick Henry for the season. Oh, I say without a doubt. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it, it's irrelevant essentially who's taking the snaps in Tennessee. I mean, T- Tannehill's a solid quarterback. Don't get me wrong, and he's leading the offense, but. It's 100% Derrick Henry's team. He was in the MVP considered. It wasn't Tannehill. It wasn't anybody else. Derrick Henry was a top five MVP candidate before he got injured. Let's be very clear about that. So, Oh, 100%. Uh, he, he, what he about the fantasy he, options, right? Go back to back 2,000 yards. Yeah, it's insane. Fantasy so, options, Ray. To, to the fantasy, I took a flyer. On Adrian Peterson, they have breaking news. I did How's too. Radio? <laughs> and now another guy too is McNichols, uh, boy out of Boise State. Yep, you know he's available um, in ninety-five percent of leagues still. That is going to change very drastically in about over, five overnight. hours. <laughs> yes, overnight that will change drastically. I believe that I hey, you could probably pick up Peterson in most leagues as a free agent right now. You know, 
You don't even need to put a claim in for them. If you can snag them, you have an open space on your bench, someone just doing nothing for you. I do have shitty news for Yahoo users, by the way. Unfortunately, Yahoo deemed it fit to leave Adrian Peterson as a Detroit Lion. So if you're on fucking Yahoo, you are effed in the A. Because and Adrian then, Peterson and I'm not sure that, was not available. If you have anyone else, McNichols, if you need a running back, if you have a, an open spot, you're high up on that waiver claim, throw it in there. If he comes in and he can even be, what, half, three, not me, not even three quarters, if he can be almost half as productive as Derek Henry in that offense, you're looking at an RB, low RB2 at least. So I would throw it out there. Worst comes to worst, you're not, wait, you're not wasting a lot of your waiver money. If you can get him as a free agent, even better. But McNichols, Peterson, if they're available in your league, you go out there. You don't overspend for it, but if you can get it, those are guys you should be looking at. Agreed. What do you think the time split is going to end up being? Do you think it's Peterson's backfield pretty much once he gets his legs, but McNichols is there to kind of spell them so they're not yeah. overusing them? Yeah, I'm not sure. Obviously, no one knows right now. No, no nobody knows. <laughs> I think, but do I, do I think Peterson gets those goal line carries? Absolutely. That's a strong man. That's a man who can make one cut and run you the hell over. So I think just for a pure touchdown basis, I mean, Peterson's never had the best hands. We all know that. But, hey, you put him down that goal line, I'm still taking that man versus a lot of people one-on-one in a hole. So I think there's a lot of of upside there. I think McNichols, for sure, he's more your passing down. But, hey, Peterson, if you need a yard or two, you need one yard from the – you know, one you're going for a touchdown, he might give you some good value as a low-end, very low-end RB2 if you need a week for a flex. Yeah, you're going to need flexes with with the buys. For sure. Yeah. So take the yeah. chance. It's it's nothing that will hurt you. Don't drop anyone valuable to you thinking you're getting a crazy steal because no one knows how to play out. But if you have a spot on your bench like most of us do to a guy you're really never going to start, drop him, add one of these guys. It is a low-risk, a low high-reward move possible. Not to mention, Ray, you can take these guys and you get them – and you package it with something else kind of insignificant, somebody on your bench or maybe a low end, you know, an RB2 or wide receiver two, something like that. You go to the guys that, or ladies, that lost Derrick Henry. It's low hanging fruit. You go to them and you hold it over their heads. You say, I've got your replacement right here. You need a running back. So let's talk deal. Let's talk a trade. Because I fucking know you have a hole, a big hole. You were riding high with King Henry. Now, you need something else. So I've got the guy that's taking his place. I'll package him in with something else. Uh, You know, nothing too big. And you can give me back something that I need. You need to know when you hold the cards. And this is one of those instances where you go all out. You spend that waiver budget. You use that waiver priority. You do what you can to get the pieces Because this is the time to hold something over. Fantasy fucking football is a shrewd business. You need to be a shrewd trader. And this is one of those times. Oh, 100%. So, yes. As we already said, one of those two guys, McNichols, Peterson, you go out there, you get them, you put them, you see what happens. But either one of them could end up paying off big or you don't really risk much, right? Yeah, it's, it's low risk, high reward. No doubt. What about Boston Scott and Jordan Howard real quick? How do you like that split? Do you like anyone? I scooped up Jordan Howard in one of mine and uh, really performed. I think they both got two touchdowns this week, if oh, I'm yeah, not mistaken. Scott, so so I, I was 
I didn't know. I didn't know Howard had two LBIs. I know Scott really, really, really performed. So I, I didn't personally watch that game. I saw a few of the plays on red zone, but from what they were showing, it seemed like Scott was making a play every time that they were showing the Eagles. Oh yeah, Boston Scott had the flashier plays, and of course he's the bigger receiving back. But Jordan Howard, once again, that's more the the goal line guy, I'd say. But so also, are, are we overreacting to one week versus the Lions? Well, I don't think it's really an overreaction regardless, because if you're picking up a running back right now, then you probably want to have somebody, and you're just looking at depth concerns or a flex player. And knowing that Miles Sanders is out, and he's going to be out for a little while, and you kind of deal with you know that offense, it's tricky. You can it's, it's Sometimes it can really perform. It all goes on the waves of uh, Jalen Hurts, and sometimes he's flashy, sometimes he's kind of in the shitter. But I think Scott and Howard, yeah, no. Let's not get crazy thinking they're both having two touchdowns a week, you know, performances every week here. That's not anything we're predicting. Yeah. But so, so I would say I, I one, if not both, are solid pickups. I will ask you a very direct question. You only can get one of them. Who's the guy? Who's the guy to add? Well, I suppose I picked up Howard, so I have to say Howard. All right. Well, was Scott available? Uh, He was, actually. Okay. Uh, I just, I remember Howard. I trust Howard a little more. Um, Scott's got a little more upside as far as PPR side of things, but... I just kind of trust the touchdown upside more of Howard, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. I, I think Hertz is a little more mobile too, so he I feel like he would steal a little more from Scott. I just feel that way. Maybe I'm wrong. But. All right, Ray, we worked through uh, a lot of shit here, actually. The Raiders, the Vikings, the Titans, a bunch of other shit. Anything you would like to add on your side of things before we go into the betting stuff for the week? Feel free. This is your open forward forum. All right. Well, I guess what I'm excited about, I'm not going to overreact because our three-win streak, the Patriots, Houston, very easily could have lost that game, blew out the Jets, and we just won a very good game versus the Chargers. And I just think it's very promising to see that our offense is starting to click. Defense is playing a little better, even though I did have higher expectations overall. I think we're gelling, moving in the right direction. And it's been nice to see Mac Jones' progression. Uh, you know, he hadn't really looked rattled for a while. And he had a streak during that Chargers game where he was just off. He was rushing things in his head. Uh, he was just missing open targets. It, it was very uncharacteristic him so far. And it was nice to see him turn around and, um, you know, get right back at it. He shook it off. And he's looked much more like a veteran than a rookie so far this year. Um, you know, everyone was giving him a lot of flack for taking those little dump downs. Hey, it's a high percentage throw. You're not making mistakes. And now these last few weeks, they're finally opening the playbook a little. And he's starting to take some shots downfield. Uh, so that's just what I'm happy to see is the progression and growth. And it looks like a team trending the right directions. I'm not going to get, I guess, uh, over, over overhyped. Yet, but uh, I really oh, do sure believe you that, that is a wild card team. I know I really do believe that could be a very a wild card team that could give some teams a fit in the first round. Yeah, I can see you guys getting a wild card. It's possible. Uh, I don't know what the rest of the schedule is like. Well, but, the um... biggest thing is that you know, Cam, I can't throw Newton, 
I do, I, I do like him, but hey, there's a reason he's gone. You can see it now for sure. Uh, it's definitely an upgrade. Um, but you guys we, need to protect your home better. Period. Yes, End of oh, story. You're oh, winning on the road, but you're playing like shit at home. Yeah, yeah no, no, no question about it. But uh, you know, all with that said, too, two of those home games went right down to the wire with the Cowboys and the Bucks. They held their own the entire game of them. I understand the Cowboys made some pretty big turnovers. You know, some bad decisions. I get that. But, hey, they stayed in both that with some top contenders at home. So those are not two bad losses. I'm not going to disagree with you, but you're one and four at home. (laughs) I understand what you're saying. Those are definitely two hard-fought, tough losses against two of the top five teams in the entire NFL. So you can't argue that. But they just need to protect the house better. People used to dread going into oh, I, I could into I couldn't zone. agree with you more on that. that. That is true. They need to get yes, that mystique back if they want to stick with the Patriots. Nobody's scared of the Patriots. And uh, we get it. We know why. You know, they know it's going to be a tough tough matchup. But it's you got to get back on top of things. But I agree with you. They, the way to do that is crawl their way, fight, scratch, claw into the playoffs and give someone fits. If you do look at the schedule going forward, a lot of winnable games, and the biggest thing, maybe optimistic, maybe we can get some some good luck our way. They do play the Bills twice, which is huge. That is, I mean, it's huge, but as you said, you're not going to win the division. And and, and besides those two games, there's a lot of winnable games on that schedule. The Braves won the World Series. Good. I much prefer them than the fucking Astros. Eh, yes, much, much better <laughs> than Houston winning. Yeah, nobody wants Houston to win. All right, Ray, that was your uh, weekly Patriots segment. <laughs> to no surprise, I know, I bust Ray's balls. But, uh, I mean, the Patriots are coming back together very well. He knows that I was kind of pulling for the Belichick side of things more, even though we had more money on the Bucks side of things uh, that week. I, I kind of was pulling, and I did see that as a slight victory. It wasn't a lot that Brady did. Brady kind of lost the game towards the end, so I feel like it all kind of evened out in a way. Brady kind of lost that thing, but then the kicker and all that shit, so it worked out. And then the Cowboys game, well, I mean, I think the refs were giving you guys a little bit of breaks on that one. Uh, there was definitely a touchdown by Z- uh, Dak, in that end zone, uh, uh, but we're not going to relitigate calls I, here I and there. I think it was a great play, but... Oh, uh, I'm sure, but <laughs> if it was a play that was really made, then I agree with you. That would be a great play. So, but they do look good, and I do see the Patriots more than likely creeping into... Because let's see. Let me just uh, very quickly look at this before we get into the sports book. Uh, well, the AFC, the AFC is wide open. Yeah, I'm not trying to litigate the AFC too much like we did the NFC right now, but I just want to see where the Patriots stand because we got the Titans obviously in the South. The Raiders are obviously the class of the AFC West. The Ravens in the North and the Bills in the East. That goes without saying. And then, of course, the Bengals. I feel like the Bengals are going to hold on. They're not going to be that unstoppable juggernaut, but as you see by them losing to the fucking Jets. So, but the Bengals are going to be playoff bound. And really your competition is the Steelers and the Chargers, I would say, obviously. I'm not even going to count the Chiefs and the Browns. Fuck them. That's big with the tiebreaker and the Chargers. Exactly. That was huge. 
Uh, yeah, I'd definitely give you guys the playoffs. I definitely think you're going to get into a wild card. Yeah, Which I think nice. it's very doable. That'd be nice for uh, you guys to get back in there after, you know. It's been been a rocky road after Tom left. I understand. I feel your pain. Hey, that's understandable. What, what did you expect? He made, he did make the right did he made the right decision. Well, obviously. Even him on that even him on that roster last year does not win a Super Bowl. It does not. It's a playoff team just because of him. I believe that, but it's probably a first round exit just like it was the year before. Right. Yeah, that's. It, and it was better that you guys dealt with the situation and had a clean breakup now or as clean as you can and move on from it. And now you guys are looking into the future rather than kind of clinging to your old rings and, you know, what was. It was kind of a toxic atmosphere for all involved. So it's best to move on now. So we're good. It's all right, bad. Ray, let's uh, close this thing with something fun. Unless you had one more thing to say on that. Go ahead. I do not. We can move forward. Okay. All right. Uh, let's close this thing out with something fun, Ray. We are going to do some live gambling, everybody. We're going to look at the sports book, and we are going to pick a three-team parlay, and we are going to pick, what do you want to do, Ray? Four-team tees? Five? I like, I like the four teams. Four-team. We're going to do a three-team parlay, and we're going to do a four-team teaser pick right here live with you. So you're going to see the process, and you're going to get some nice picks. So let's start with the three-team parlay, Ray. What are we thinking? What do we like? Are you in the sports book yet? Do you know? I'm, I have it open. Okay. You just go right ahead and shout it out if you hear anything you you like, if you see anything you want well, to do. Well, I, Ray I think, typically like balances me out because I tend to always go over, and he sees the unders for me, you know, so... so I, I'm not. I wouldn't touch the over under on your Vegas game, but I do like them minus two and a half to the Giants. Oh, I would agree. I would agree with that. And actually, no, you know what? For only so you get the two and a half points extra. But the right? money line. A, a money I almost line, would rather go money. The well, money line's only minus one thirty-five, opposed to two and a half points being minus one ten. You're definitely better off with that money line. I would agree, but being under a field goal really whets my appetite. Ooh, it's it's not a few. If it was a field goal, I would agree with you 100%. But you're right, playing it safe, which is what we do here. We try to play it safe. We always buy the points. So if you can, buy the point. Always buy the point. Now, wow, isn't that crazy? The Chargers and the Eagles are a pick them. How the mighty have fallen a bit, huh? That's uh, the Chargers already won the Super Bowl midseason. So <laughs> by week four, the Chargers had three Super Bowls. So, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Do you think the Chargers are a runaway there? Or... I don't know, Philly. I, Philly. I, 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 I'm going to look. I'm going to look elsewhere before I touch that. Packers and okay. Chiefs is a pick'em as well. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's that's different scenario. Now, but now how about how about the Rams? Because you have you have a good money line to start, right? Only minus one thirty five for Oakland. The Rams minus three sixty five. Versus so a straight up win versus the Tennessee Titans. Without you know Henry. my policy, Ray. What's my policy now? I stay what is that? the fuck away from Titan games. The Titans have lost me multiple tickets every week that I have bet on them. I don't feel confident, and I don't 
No. I, I well, do I think the Rams? Ooh, right? and then you got you know what? I'm not thinking properly it, though. It, Without it Henry be, it, it might be biased. But Without Henry and bringing in Von Miller, I'm with you. I actually like Sam Sam Donald sees ghosts when Belichick coaches against him. Oh Jesus so Christ. I I'm t- I would take them on the road too, where they do play better this season. I I would hit the Patriots money line on that one as well. Personally, what do you think? I mean, you're not wrong. He he schemes completely against him. Is Darnold guaranteed to even be the fucking quarterback the way they're playing that situation? But does that make it a better or worse scenario, too? Um, ooh, but is his Gilmore, what's that going to be? Because he's going to be active, right? So is, is yeah. Stefan going to come back with a vengeance? Is he going to have his uh, Derry Slay moment? This week, uh, and would that be enough to beat the Patriots? That one single moment. How about the Cowboys money line? I know it's four sixty-two, but I mean Cowboys over Broncos. Now I see it's too early for if if Dak plays. Yes, a hundred percent. But is that a guarantee? I think you're missing. I would say yes, it's a guarantee. Well, guarantee is a strong word. But I, my personal okay, thought but, that but it'd be a guarantee. You, yeah. If you just, if you just, I don't beat, think it matters. If, if you just beat the Vikings, right? Hear me out, okay? Without him, do you not. And now look at look at the standings. Look at the teams you have in your in your division. If he's not a hundred percent that calf, do you risk him re-injuring it to beat the Broncos? You think you can beat them straight up? If I had any. Any concern that he could, and I would agree. I would agree with that. I would agree that Cooper Rush himself beats the Broncos, regardless. So, yes, but I think we're in agreement. Not, not the line. It had to be the money line. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not taking. <laughs> I'm not giving up ten points on that one. No way. And speaking, speaking of the Vikings, like we did, I like the Ravens at minus two forty versus the Vikings at home. Yeah, that's definitely solid. Um, now, also, while looking at these things, see, I would tend to go Cowboys with the money line, and I would look at the Ravens on the teaser being plus a half a point. Yes, but right now we're just talking about we're just picking. I understand, but I'm looking into both slips. I don't want to have everything all the same. You know how we run into yes. those issues. So... All right, so I already clocked in the Raiders. So what do we think are the strongest of the options we brought up? I would agree with you that the Rams, now that I've thought that Henry is out, the Rams at home. I would hit the money line. I would hit the money line on that as well. So we'll go with that. And then we have the Patriots, minus 200. We have the Ravens over the Vikings, minus 240. The Cowboys minus four sixty two. I I like the Ravens there. You're talking about you're talking about all being close, right? I think the best, yeah, the best path probably there is a two forty. I think the Patriots and the Panthers are a little more risky. I like to believe that the Ravens come in, they handle their business, and uh, they put a good game plan versus some good receivers, like they did versus the Chargers. And uh, they come out and they win. I yeah, I'd agree. Down. I would agree. That's the best bang for our buck there. And just the most likely scenario, the Ravens. 
Lamar is just on fire. He's going to be running all over the place. And Lamar is going to have vengeance on his mind, too. They're coming off of a bye week as well, so he's well-rested. Uh, yeah, I think the Ravens are the safest bet. So, so that is, is our three-team parlay. So is a Raven money line? Or I I even like a minus five and a half. You buy, what, you buy two points, maybe? You can buy three if you want. You put it under a field goal. You think so? So if you buy three, it goes to 210. No, that's not worth it for that. That's not to the 240. Yeah, no, that's not worth it for those points. No. Yeah, and I wouldn't... I, I like them, but I wouldn't want to go over a field goal. I, I don't want to... <laughs> I just don't think it's worth it to risk. Another it. one I I do like, though. It sounds crazy, but the Jets plus twelve. Well, I'm not saying to do it. I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but I'm saying if I had enough <laughs> money that didn't matter, that's something that would tempt me. I mean, it is Mike White versus the world. Mike White is the world breaker, world beater, MVP of all MVPs, greatest goat of all time. Red Zone Rick is rolling in his grave that he missed the emergence of the greatest Jets quarterback, even over fur coat Namath. I would have to say, yeah, that's interesting to me. And Carson Wentz has become a bungling fucking Saturday morning cartoon character of a quarterback in this stage. It's hilarious that he was once endorsed so heartily by Dan Orlovsky, and now he's essentially become that quarterback that runs out of bound and gets the safety on, you know, it's, it's really sad and hilarious. Boy, what a, see, this is the dark side that the, of the going back to the Vikings thing. This is the dark side of trading all those picks and getting the quarterback. When you see what happened with Goff and you see what happened with Wentz, was it really worth it? Not at all. So you gotta, gotta know what the fuck you're doing. But back to the betting. Oh, excuse me. Back to the betting. I would say let's just roll with that and stick with just to be safe, the Raiders' money line, the Rams' money line, and the Ravens' money line. We're not really always going on the money line, but in this case, we are. Sounds good? Sounds good. All right, we lock that in. And now... We will go with the four-team. We're going to go with the regular tees, which is a six-point kicker on the spread. Regardless, we are not going to go with the special teasers because that's less available, I suppose. Ray, what are we liking as far as a four-team teaser? If you love the, if you like the Jets at plus I, twelve, I, you must love the Jets at plus eighteen. I do like the over for Green Bay at forty-eight and a half. Let's see it. I like it too, but here's the issue: How is Adams going to be a hundred percent clear? With the whole COVID thing. If I if I heard the reports correct, he was vaccinated. He, if it would have been a regular week, he probably could have played. Okay, we got live uh, stuff here, Ray. And I don't know how to take it, but the Raiders have released Henry Ruggs. Yeah, well, with everything going on right now, after the Gruden stuff, it's probably the best PR move. And you guys need to keep high character guys in there. It's, it's, a, it's a big statement. Henry Ruggs, the 22-year-old, faces two felony charges, including a DUI resulting in death. 
they must know that they, he more than likely know, was yeah, intoxicated. Yeah, just, you know, that they know more than we do, and they want to get ahead of this thing. It's probably, I mean, they, you can't get that girl's life back. What he did, if he was drinking especially, is unacceptable. And the Raiders would have made the right decision, and they're getting ahead of it. And, yes, from a PR move, that would be the right move, and it's a good statement to make to everyone else in that organization. It's phenomenal, Ray, and I agree, but I'm just at a loss right now. Let's just go through this last slip so I can go off air and finish wallowing in my own misery. Ray, if you could even imagine what it's like being a Raider fan. No, I Not can't. living in your posh fucking existence of patriotdom that you've lived in for most of your adult life. Hey, hey, hey! My my dad had season tickets before I was that's born. Not, I was born in, I, I was born into a real fan. So that's that, that's besides the point. That's why I wanted to make that clear because nobody's, I watched. Nobody's I calling your fandom into question. Yeah, yeah, I went. I went to the the Bucks Patriots game and I saw people wearing Patriots jerseys who were upset that the Bucks almost threw an interception. That they, I have been so proud of the. My team and everything, but I've always known a lot of people would be gone once it was over. Oh yeah, and, that's um, disgusting. And, and and one of the things I took away and it disgusted me was that a lot of the fans is happening. It's going to happen soon unless Mac Jones becomes a star. That they are fairweather fans. They have followed Brady down. They're not true to their team. And uh, yeah, there's people who are wearing New England jerseys, rooting against New England. It's something I've never seen. I. Never been as disgusted ever. In, it's insane. A, I've, I said after that game, uh, if you you could see like this this was the final breakdown. This was the final moment where you could tell who was actually a Patriot fan and who was just along for the ride. You can come out and say every good thing you want about Tom Brady. You can say you're a Tom Brady fan. But when all this stuff comes along and they're playing each other head to head and it becomes you're cheering on, well, uh, you can't argue what Tom's done for us. So I'm cheering for Bull and I'm cheering for Tom. No, 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 no. no, no. I I wish him all all the success in the world unless he's playing us. When that clock starts, end of story, you are all in on Patriots or you are a bullshit. You are not a real fan and I don't fuck with you. So I and I will never hear from you. I never want to hear anything about oh our championship, blah blah blah. Your bullshit, your bandwagon. I don't want to hear a fucking word from you because you just hopped on to whatever was there and a bunch of championships and you rode the fucking wave and you were ready to bail at any time. But significantly enough, and to their credit, the wave never really quite stopped. There were lulls, there were some bumps, and some, you know, crashed down a little bit, but. It was always a pretty smooth fucking ride. And now that you had to deal with something else and a little trial and tribulation, you hopped fucking ship and you rode it out to Tampa Bay and you sat there with Brady and another championship with his little super team that he built, blah, fucking blah. So anybody that was cheering on Brady and the Bucks over the Patriots in that game that claimed to be a Patriots fan beforehand, they can fuck off because they were never a true Patriot fan. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. I watched it in person, shocked, disgusted, embarrassed 
by a lot of a lot of the way that our supposed fans acted. Um, anyways, let, yeah, let's let's move forward and finish this uh, this ticket. Yeah, let's finish this ticket. I'm depressed. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're overcome adversity. Come on, NFL, write the storybook. This is the season. This is the season the Raiders should win. They all overcome right. it all. All right, so Packers, all right. I Packers like the Raiders plus, plus three and a half over the Giants. I like those. I, I like the Raiders three and a half, and I'm gonna click on that. <laughs> um, if it's something we need to change, that's fine. Uh, you said you like the over of Green Bay and Kansas City. I think I like Green Bay plus six better. I like Green Bay plus six, and we'll buy the point to plus seven. Um, well, actually, what's the point of that? Six and a half is the same as seven. You, you lose, you lose on a push. Yeah, you're not wrong. Well, it depends on what else we get. That's true. So you're right, though. If all things end up equal, then you're right, half a point. Um, so all right, so Green Bay plus well, six, I do like that it, better because I don't like the Chiefs to guarantee. I don't think the Chiefs are guaranteed to fucking put up points. I lost on them last week on a fucking. Or the week before, technically, and uh, on an over, they're just underperforming completely. So, she. What about um? Sorry, what about the Cardinals plus six? Division game away. Yeah, you know, mm. and I know, I know it's high, so maybe that point would be good. The Bills minus eight and a half to Jacksonville. Right, right. And see, that's where that point would come in with the seven. Yeah, there's, yeah seven and a half. Yeah. Actually, it wouldn't. But, um, yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, I would agree with that one, probably. Buffalo over Jacksonville. Um, oh, whoa, Patriots and Panthers over 35. Plus and a half. You love the over on the Patriots, and I don't know. I just feel like it's. I feel like that's going to be a defensive struggle. No. Thirty-five, man. Actually, yeah, you're right. It depends on the court mm, situation. Thirty-five. Yeah, that's seventeen, <laughs> fourteen game. Sure. <laughs> All right. So, what's the decision? Well, I think we like the Ravens plus a half, right? Yeah, I like them to win. So. Yeah, I mean that's. Well, my slip, I would say we need one more. I'm I'm looking at the Packers plus six, the Raiders plus three and a half, the Ravens plus a half. Cowboys minus four. The Rams minus three at home. Yeah, that might be the best bang for a buck, I think. Let's just... I can't... with, With Derrick Henry out... I just can't see them losing that game. No. And, I mean, Von Miller is going to make an instant impact. Oh, yeah. Aaron Donald's on the outside. With Aaron Donald there, I mean, that's you got to really appreciate what the Rams have done. The Rams are the exact opposite of the fucking Vikings. They seize the day. They go out and they get it. They went after their fucking quarterback. They traded all the chips. They went and they got their quarterback. They got the quarterback wrong. So they fucking cut bait and they went and traded it all to go get another quarterback <laughs> with Stafford. Stafford's shining up. They didn't like what they had, so they moved Cooks along. 
They fucking get Cooks out of there, and they have fucking Cook. Because what do they need? They have Cooper Cup, and they've got Robert Woods. They don't need anything else. You have a solid backfield. They keep moving along. Gurley wasn't working. Get him out of town. Cam Akers is okay. Cam Akers gets hurt. You got Henderson. And that defense, you got Donald. You need other pieces. Spend all these picks. Go get Ramsey. All right? Defense is solid. What do we need picks for? Let's ship them out. Let's get Von Miller in here. We got three picks in the fucking draft. Who cares? We're going to try for a Super Bowl. And, I respect that. that. that that's, uh, the Blancos basically just paid, what, it was $9 million out oh, of yeah. nine point something just to get a second and a third. Yeah, it's well. Ever since that trade, wasn't it the Broncos and the Browns for Osweiler? No, it was the Texans. It was the Texans. Okay, um, right because yeah, they're the ones who made that horrible contract. The Browns paid twenty million or something, and then they whatever it was twenty thirty million. They drew it, and then they cut him right away. Right, or they cut him, and they got a second round pick. Right, right, something like that. Yeah, because they got him in the second round. They gave him and the second round earned for something else, and. It basically became, because I remember, uh, what's dipshit that uh, used to run the Colt? Polian. Ugh, can't stand that fucking guy. Don't care. He's an asshole. Bill Polian fucking talking all that shit. Well, you can't do this. You can't. This is in the NBA. You can't buy pick. Oh, no, they can. They found a way around it, and they can now purchase draft picks if they want. They just have to get rid of contracts. you got to be willing to give up bigger draft picks to spend the money. That's it. They found a way around the system. It's interesting. So, Von Miller, he's definitely lost a step. He isn't what he used to be, obviously. But uh, <laughs> uh, let's hope all the guys in L.A. go to his Halloween party next year and they play nice with him. And uh, he's going to definitely be a monster coming off of that edge with fucking Aaron Donald setting the table for him. He's going to eat. So, yeah. And without Henry there, with Henry there, I'd say that's an interesting matchup that I'm curious to see. I don't know that I want to bet on. With Henry not there, the Rams should get an easy win at home. So I agree with you. Minus three, uh, we'll be we'll buy the half. Do are we just buying half a point here across the board? I think I buy the point. It's minus the three, game. minus six, plus the three and a game. half. Actually, well then, if, you, if you're taking the Bills minus the eight and a half, you. Who did we take Buffalo to, though? To... Oh, oh, no, did it? I, don't I have Ravens, that. Raiders, Packers, and Rams. Oh, okay. I don't think we yeah, ended up taking Buffalo. Point. Unless yeah, we prefer Buffalo really... over the Ravens. No, yeah, I like the, the Ravens. I like the Ravens. All right. I... So, yeah, I think half a point is the way to go. Because that gets us yeah, to a is. full point for the Ravens, which... Well, actually, do we would we want to go the full point just because of the Ravens, actually? To give us one uh, and a half, yeah. just in case they yeah, go by one. I'm up. I'm in. I'm in it. All right, so we go with that. So we're buying the point on that one. We got Las Vegas plus well, four and a half. We have the Packers plus seven. We have the Ravens plus one and a half. And we have the Rams minus two. So those are our picks. You just got it live and in color. I hope everybody makes some money if anybody follows us. And if not, I don't know, this is, uh, you're supposed to say, like, this isn't betting advice, non-solicited, blah, blah, blah. You know, don't follow our picks. Use your own brains. We're not responsible. But and spend only, your money wisely. Oh, yeah. Only risk an amount you're willing to lose. Yes, exactly. Do not spend your rent money. Um, yeah. So that is it. 
First one in the books, Ray. We went a little longer than expected, but who cares when you're having fun, right? Talking football and getting depressed and about to have a fucking drink because we just dropped our fucking first-round receiver that we can't surprise. All right, sorry. Well, Pat, I, I had a great time, man. Thank you for having <laughs> me on, and I, uh, I hope to be back on in the future. Uh, I'm sure that will more than likely happen as you are available. Just let me know. We'll talk about it. But until then, that is Ray Ray Holloway, Raymond, my guy. He is the man, uh, and I appreciate him very much. He's a very smart guy about football, very loyal Patriot fan, true and to the bone. Hopefully good success for them and for him. Uh, I am Six Pack Pat O'Connor. Remember, follow the show, like the show, uh, subscribe to the show, do everything you can for the show. Fork you see the fourth quarter comeback. We love you. We appreciate you. Even our Swedish fans, we haven't forgotten about you. And uh, merch will be coming eventually. Also, follow me on Twitter, Six Pack Pat with the number six, and follow the show at Fork UC Show. Uh, until then, everybody enjoy the football. Yeah.